Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, I'm Sarah. And I'm Toby. And this is the Whispering Woods Extra. This episode is all about... More Bloody Mary stories. That sounded like you were just really fed up with the (laughs) Bloody Mary stories. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I've got two more stories to share of Bloody Mary. Are you ready for the first one? Yes, I am. Bloody Mary. This phrase was taught to me in first grade by a couple of idiot classmates. To a six-year-old boy, almost everything really terrified me. These two acquaintances of mine informed me in graphic detail about the legend of Bloody Mary. Here's what you gotta do, they said. When you're home alone after midnight, lock all the doors, turn off all the lights in the house, go into your room, Turn off that light when you get in there. After the light is off, say Bloody Mary three times. God, to this day, I can't stand the sound of it. Like I said before, I was terrified of almost everything that sounded scary as a six-year-old. The two that initially told me about it kept on adding to their little game. They made up stories about people that tried it. The rules of it are easy. You say Bloody Mary three times, and then as quick as you can, turn the lights back on. If you get the lights on fast enough, she'll be there in the room with you. You'll pass out and wake up later on alive, but you'll be cursed for the rest of your life. If you don't get the lights on in time, she'll kill you. 
I knew a girl that was killed by Bloody Mary. She cut the girl's head off and left it in the bathroom sink with blood smeared all over the mirror. If you do this, make sure you turn the lights on fast enough. I told my mother about this whole ordeal and she informed me that they had lied to me about Bloody Mary. Oh boy, was I ever relieved. The guys at school really were full of it. I pushed the thought of Bloody Mary out of my head entirely. Later that week, I was sitting in my room in the middle of the afternoon, playing with some Legos as six-year-olds do. Bloody Mary popped up in my head again. The overall fear hadn't yet been conquered. It was now or never. I had to overcome my fear in baby steps at least. So I said it. I said it out loud. Damn it all, I regret ever saying it out loud. For a moment, I sat there petrified in fear for what I had just done. Nothing had happened. Why should anything have happened? I left the lights on and the door open. It was the middle of the day. I gathered up the courage to look around the room. Okay, good. Nothing happened. Nothing happened until later that evening. I'll never forget the first time I saw her. It was almost 9pm. I was busy brushing my teeth, not really paying attention to the outside world, when she seemed to appear. Outside our bathroom was a good ten feet of open air over the backyard. Yet there she was, just watching me through the window on the outside of the freaking house. I stood there for a moment, too stunned to move. Nothing would have freaked me out more than seeing something behind me in the mirror. I couldn't explain. But for whatever reason, I was relatively calm. She didn't look malevolent, yet there was something unsettling about her. Something about the cold, grey eyes that were permanently locked onto mine seemed captivating and terrifying all at once. Still gives me the creeps. I knew who it was immediately. After about two minutes, I couldn't stand the gaze anymore. My mother walked in and I yelped. I told her about Bloody Mary and how she was real and how she's now following me. She told my dad about my story, so naturally he checked the backyard. Conveniently, no one was to be found anywhere near the house. Fan-frigging-tastic. The two guys at school didn't believe me. My first friends didn't believe me. My own parents didn't believe me. No one would listen to me, and I felt that it was going to cost me my life. I started seeing her sporadically throughout my childhood. For the next two years, this woman would just pop up in the most inopportune moments. At the back of the classroom, at recess, at Walmart. It served mostly as a mere inconvenience. I was too scared to go anywhere near her and she was standing in the general vicinity of where I wanted to be at. Didn't you see her? I would exclaim to whichever friend I was with at the time. See what? Dude, what are you talking about? Mary would give me a smirk. I would always shoot back a glare, but usually decide to drop the conversation at that point, because to them, I probably sounded crazy. The one time that really bothered me 
was when she showed up in my room in the middle of the night. I can't help but shudder just thinking about it. Her grey eyes were luminescent, even in the dark. They were fixed on mine, and to top it off, she had blood around her mouth and over her dirty white dress. A creepy little smile started to form on her mouth. The smile contorted into something even more terrifying. I can't fully explain what that looked like. It was just demonic. My dad burst into the room. Apparently I'd been screaming. I was later told that the screaming didn't stop for a good five minutes. The rest of the night was forgotten. That was the last I'd seen of Bloody Mary for about seven years. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. I keep having this reoccurring dream where I'm back in my room as a little six-year-old playing with Legos. I try to keep myself from saying it, but I have no control. The biggest problem I'm having now is that Mary is back. It's been 11 years since I first summoned her by mistake. As a teenager and an internet veteran, not a lot of things bother me. But it seems as though every time I see her, she gets just a little bit closer to me. Not emotionally, but the physical distance between she and I is receding. That's what bothers me. I saw her today, come to think of it. Opening the bathroom door, there she was, within a foot of me. It was awful. She only said one word before disappearing with that same scary grin she always has. Tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, it's 12.19am. I'm home alone and armed with a 22 pistol, a 12-gauge shotgun, a Bible, a crucifix, some holy water and hopefully God to back me up. In the next few minutes, it will be time to end this 11-year battle. I've already locked the door and I'm about to shut off the light. If you don't hear from me again, you'll know that I've failed. Only one of us will be coming out of this alive. Like with that story, I know that his mum was saying, oh, you know, it's basically a load of rubbish, um, so that he didn't get frightened. But I'm not sure I could bring myself to say that if it was you. I'd more than likely say, well, maybe just don't think about it and don't ever do it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just in case. Because if there's ever a chance that you're tempting fate, I'm not into it at all. Are you ready for the second story? Yes, I am. Surely everyone is familiar with the legend of Bloody Mary. She'll materialise before your very eyes. Quite frightening, wouldn't you agree? Personally, I've always been a sceptic, dismissing the entire notion as a mere hoax. This incident occurred precisely six months ago, just to provide some context. I approached my best friend, whom I'll call Chris, as he shares my scepticism. At first he scoffed at the idea, labelling Bloody Mary as a bloody big fraud, more artificial than Kim Kardashian's makeup. Either way, he eventually agreed to join me. It took some persuasion, but I managed to convince him. 
we decided to perform the ritual the following night at midnight. Chris asked if he could come earlier to hang out for a while, and I obliged. The next day arrived, and my friend arrived at my modest apartment just past 8pm. The hallway, living room and bathroom were all quite small. We had an escape plan, in case anything went awry, so we weren't too concerned about getting lost. We spent the evening sharing a few laughs and drinks, nothing out of the ordinary, just two buddies spending some time together. As midnight approached, we made our way to the bathroom. We lit a candle, turned off the lights, closed the door and took a deep breath. This was it. Our opportunity to determine the veracity of Bloody Mary's existence. Standing before the mirror, we anticipated nothing, yet the darkness began to stir a sense of unease within us. Unperturbed, we proceeded. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. We uttered the words aloud with conviction. Silence. Ten seconds turned into twenty. We stood there, chuckling to ourselves, convinced that the entire affair was a charade. Chris turned around to switch the light back on. But a few seconds passed and the room remained in darkness. Chris fell silent, as he should have restored the light by now. What was taking so long? Are you going to turn the light on or not? I inquired. I turned around to witness my heart leap into my throat. What on earth is this? Chris exclaimed. I was too stunned to respond. There, standing right in front of the closed bathroom door, was a woman smiling at us. This confused me, as the door should have creaked open, and there was nobody present in the mirror. Chris glanced back at the mirror, finding it devoid of any figure. But upon turning around, he confronted the lady. I did the same, half expecting this to be some sort of elaborate prank, but it wasn't. Who are you? my friend inquired, his voice trembling. As we stood there, trying to work out what was before us, the lady let out an ear-piercing scream. It reverberated around the room. Instead of fleeing as we should have, we remained frozen, unable to make sense of the situation. In a sudden burst of anger, my best friend forcefully pushed the lady aside and dashed towards the living room. Without a second thought, I followed closely behind. As we entered the room, Chris urgently beckoned me to look at the walls. "'What on earth? Buddy, look at this!' he exclaimed, his voice trembling with fear. To our horror, the walls were smeared with blood, as though a gruesome massacre had taken place within the apartment. I couldn't tear my eyes away from the macabre sight when I noticed a chilling message scrawled in blood. It read, The big bloody witch is here to kill, with the last three words emphasised in larger capitalised letters. Suddenly, we heard the lady's screams once again, causing us to whirl around to see her in the living room. Being in an apartment, the door was not far from where we stood, Instinctively, Chris sprinted towards it, but before he could reach safety, I desperately cried out, Stop! My warning came too late. The lady seized Chris by the head as he made a frantic dash towards the door, headbutted him and forcefully slammed his skull against the wall, 
Chris lay there, grievously injured, while I find myself face to face with this ominous figure. Excuse me, are you Bloody Mary? I timidly inquired, attempting to maintain a semblance of politeness. No response. I repeated my question. Are you Bloody Mary? Once again, silence filled the air. Though mere seconds passed, it felt like an eternity. The lady gave me the most malevolent smile I'd ever witnessed before gradually advancing towards me. Fear gripped my every fibre. I attempted to retreat when she bellowed. Stop moving. I froze petrified with my heart pounding in my chest. Uncertain of my best friend's fate and confronted by this sinister presence, she gestured towards the hall. I really reluctantly turned my gaze towards it, only to find it empty. The lady had vanished. I shifted my attention back to the wall, now empty of any traces of blood. It was utterly clear. Doubts began to creep into my mind, questioning my sanity. Seeking confirmation, I glanced at the digital clock, only to read 666. As I turned my gaze towards the hallway, a crimson mist lingered in the air, seemingly transmuted from the blood that had once been on the walls. Having reached my threshold for terror and determined to escape, I pivoted towards the door, only to find it obstructed by an unexpected figure. It wasn't the lady, it wasn't any recognisable being. It was Chris. Chris stood before the door, his eyes bloodshot and his face drenched in gore. Chris, what happened? I stammered, my voice trembling. It's here, he replied in a voice that oozed darkness. What do you mean, what's here? I queried. With a demonic and demented tone, he said, The big bloody witch is here. The words that escaped his lips caught me completely off guard. Without thinking, I pushed him away from the door, swiftly exited the apartment and sought refuge in my neighbour's place. Desperation fueled my actions as I pounded on the door, desperately hoping they would hear my pleas for help. To my surprise, the door swung open, but no one stood in the threshold. I cautiously peered inside, searching for any signs of presence. Hello, is there anyone there? I ventured to ask, my voice trembling. To my astonishment, I spun around and jumped in fright as I discovered Chris standing to my left. How on earth did he manage to appear here? The big bloody witch is here, he bellowed, his voice even more thunderous and menacing than before. Instinctively, I turned to flee, only to be confronted by another figure standing directly in front of me. This time it was the lady. As I glanced back and forth between Chris and the lady, a chill ran down my spine. She cracked her head, flexed her muscles and emitted a spine-chilling scream. A quick glance behind me revealed that Chris had vanished and the yelling stopped simultaneously. I turned once more, expecting to find the lady, but she had vanished as well. Fear consumed me, propelling me to sprint out of the apartment building. As if I was running a marathon, reminiscent of Forrest Gump, I ran and I ran until I reached the safety of the police station, just a stone throw away. 
Hastily, I recounted every harrowing detail to the authorities, prompting them to immediately investigate my apartment. As soon as I alerted the police, they swiftly arrived at the scene and stumbled upon Chris within my apartment. He was unclothed, covered in blood and uttering obscenities. They informed me that they'd taken him to a mental institution, where he would remain indefinitely. It seemed unlikely that our paths would ever cross again. The police also cautioned me to get out of the premises without delay, a warning I heeded without question. The following day, I hastily packed up my belongings, not even telling the superintendent, and sought refuge with a friend until I secured a new apartment later that month. Currently, life appears to have returned to normal, but a lingering fear remains, as if at any moment she could come for me. One should never mess with Bloody Mary. It is a real terrifying force that can shatter lives and destroy those who dare engage with it. Chris fell victim to its wrath, and it nearly claimed me as well. 
when I've got my spooky podcast on and nobody's home and then my imagination just runs riot. <laughs> but I enjoy it, so it's all good. <laughs> no, or when I come home, well not when I come home, when I'm coming up from the kitchen quite, quite late, I always just, I don't know why, but whenever like it's like something spooky, my, my head just thinks, oh, imagine, yeah, just some mm. like, spooky creature just chased me up the stairs. Mm. And I'm just walking up the stairs slowly as I can with a plate and a glass so I can't run or nothing <laughs> so I'm like oh I'm just praying I'm just hoping I get my yeah I suppose you've got weapons though if you've got stuff in your hands yeah. not that it would do much I against the ghost yeah <laughs> wake the whole house up and yeah <laughs> well that's the end of this extra I hope you enjoyed and we'll catch up with you again on Sunday yeah take care everyone goodbye Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.